0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, As we started, in case not everybody knows, but as we've uh, started this a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, let's take five minutes and pray and get a hold of God and invite him in this service today. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good life living for the Lord. I know that. Yes. He's a wonderful this life is full of blessings, full of hope, and joy. Start this service. Let's all stand to our feet. and Let's thank God for being God, for being a good God. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, God. I have a prayer request right now. If anybody's got a special need, God's here today and He can meet those needs. Yes. Pray for the McKay family. Yes. Pray for my eldest son, Casey, and his wife, Jackie. God will deal with them. Praise God. Anybody else? Anybody? Yes. Yes. Pray for Sister Dixon's mother today. Pray for. Renee's mother, yes. Yes, Lord, pray for comfort there, yes. Yes, it's good to pray for your parents. Anybody else, if anybody, yes. 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 Yes, let's pray for God to intervene. Let's Pray for God to intervene there, yes. Yes. Anybody else Me, but Brother Short, um,
1: my sister in law, Linda Nance, her yes. sister is looking at uh, losing both of her eyes this oh. week. And it's you know, it's yes. devastating. Yes. Her name's
0: Andy. Yes, pray for that. Pray for her. She may lose both her sight. So let's pray for that. If anybody needs prayer for their body today, you can come up front and be anointed with oil and have hands laid on them and see that God takes care of that need. So that's it. Let's take all these needs to the Lord. He's faithful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's in this place today. If you need anything from God, you can get it today. Everything. Yes. If it says every, anything is possible. That means nothing's impossible. God can do anything. Anything. You've got to believe that he can do it. And he will do it. At this time, Brother Isaac, would you take up a uh, tithe and offering? Have God bless this offering today. Seated. Sister Renee has a special she's going to sing, and uh, here a few weeks ago, I guess, when my wife was talked about that song they just sang, somebody had said something, something where she, she said it reminded her of that song. And as she was as she was saying that, talking to him, we were coming back from church, and as she was saying that, we crossed a bridge on our way home that says Prior Creek Overflow, and we look at each other and say, "Look, <laughs> Overflow." And then within a quarter of a mile or less, there's another creek, and it says, Bitter Creek. (laughs) Something was trying to tell me something. You either live in the overflow of the blessings of God, or you live in a bitter creek. So we don't want the bitter creek. Let's everybody worship, and uh, uh, worship with uh, Sister Renee today as she sings.
2: Well, you know what? I love the Lord. He is so good to us. I love all the beautiful things that we've sang about him today. You know, one day everyone's going to know who this beautiful God is that we serve, and I just love it.
0: our pastor. I uh like to say that this month is pastor appreciation month and I know usually it falls on the second Sunday, which you know, this being us and who we are, we don't we don't go by no rules. But uh uh now I don't want to make this offensive toward anybody whatsoever or make them feel left out or anything because Because a couple of us put some cards in a basket over here, and I don't know whether it's a lack of communication or just one of those deals. Sister uh, Little has one back there. I'll go get. But uh, so I don't know if everybody was informed. It's not that big a deal. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, so you still got a couple of weeks. And he likes coffee and you know pies and anything free. I think. But all that's in jest and in fun, you know, and, and, uh, and this verse, you know, I was reading this morning this verse when I was, thought I'd say something, and I don't have nothing really that good to say. You guys know how I am. I can't, I can't speak well. But uh, in 1 Timothy 5 and 17, it says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And that rule well is to preside over you honestly, is what that means. And worthy is fit, or to think good. And to honor is the key here, that's our part. The honor is to value, esteem, or to be thought of as precious. Labor and labor in the word of doctrine is to toil or to work hard in teaching the word of God. And the word appreciation at its simplistic understanding means to recognize the full worth of. And that's what I believe Pastor Appreciation Month and Day is about, is to recognize the worth and the value of a pastor in your life and a man of God in your life. The essential meaning of appreciate is to understand the worth or the importance of something or someone, and it's to admire and value something or someone. So the appreciation of a man of God that has been divinely placed in your life is a biblical thing. It says to do that. And not only that, it says to give him double honor. Now, I just have a small token that a few of us have put together. Just a small token. It, it's just material things that will be gone whenever he chooses us to, to use them up. But it, that's not the honor that we're supposed to be given. It's, it's, to, it's to appreciate the value of having a divine person in your life that, that gets instructed from God and, and is trying to do a job well. And he's, and, he's, and he's working hard for your soul and uh, my soul. And there's no value I can put on that. I just know that I, as much as I value everybody in this room, I, I, I need to value the man of God, God God has put in my life even more. Because he's, he's important to my life. And, and uh, we have a good pastor. And he's very important to us. And, and I want him to know that uh, we do esteem him highly and uh we do recognize the value and you can't put a price tag on the value that he has to this congregation and uh in saying that I'd also like to uh say that we honor sister Erickson today because we know there's no telling where brother Erickson would be today without her guidance i don't even want to wonder or or think about the circumstances of him being left to his own devices but He's a good man of God, and, uh, and uh, he has your best interest in mind, and I know he does, and uh, and uh, we're thankful that you're here today, and we, we appreciate you, Pastor. We really appreciate you. Sister uh, Nancy has another card out there somewhere, and like I say, like I say, you know, you, you guys got a whole month, nobody feel left out. I, I didn't mean for it to kind of be like this, but uh, if anybody wants to uh, show their appreciation toward their pastor... And however you feel to do so, it would be appreciated in this Pastor Appreciation Month. So, we love you. God bless you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you you all so much. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. And I was just here praying, sitting there, Lord, let me somehow live up to this. That I could be uh, truly someone of value, and uh, that's our that is our desire, and uh, so thankful for my wife. I won't. What well, Brother Short said is absolutely the truth. I <clears throat> I need her desperately, and I so glad that God orchestrated us to have marriages and to have a good thing. Amen. And uh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just gonna set this aside, okay? You all don't want me to open this now, do you? No. Okay. I thought maybe it was a gag gift, and he really you wanted me to open up up here. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so glad to have everyone out today, and uh, I had a wonderful week last weekend. I was just here this morning, rejoicing and all the Lord did. Um, and then I'm so thankful for our time with Sunday School. It's great to be with you all and be able to to have fun and yet also consider the things of God. And I enjoy that very much. And now, if you'd stand to your feet, I want to turn to you, Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse number 22. Matthew 14 and 22. And um, reading through the end of this chapter. So glad always to have Sister Nance with us. Uh, She's a friend and we appreciate she's so careful to help us to be to see great things here in Chelsea. At straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away he went up into a mountain apart to pray and when the evening was come he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. And straightway Jesus spoke, spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. And said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased, and when they and then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Amen. <clears throat> Let's just ask the Lord to bless today. Brother Foster encouraged us. He said on Wednesday night that if anybody wants to get something from service, all they need to do is to truly give God their devotion and seek him and and to receive the word of God and then to go forth and and to allow that word to be fulfilled in their life. Amen. He used three C's and I'll approach them later. Lord, I pray that you would anoint and bless your word. Lord, we need to hear from God today. Lord, we need that that strength and that sure word, oh God, in the midst of a frailing sea of life that we are in. I pray that you would bless every family here today. Lord, I pray that you bless our young people today, that somehow the word of God would be that, that, that strength to them. Lord, I pray for our married couples, Lord, that you would secure and make their marriages stronger and better. For those who are working jobs, that you would give them strength, Lord, to be strong and to trust God in their lives. For our elders today, Lord, who have gone through much of life and now, Lord, face the new question marks of their day, of their age, I pray that you would help them and comfort them and be with them. And, Lord, do great things in this church. I pray that you would give us direction as a church family today, that you talk to us today, that we would grow in God. And, Lord, let there be strength and stability here in Chelsea. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. I want to preach to you for just a little while this morning about the law of the lighthouse, the law of the lighthouse. Um, this kind of was fresh in my mind this week because having my brother Chris Erickson with us and uh, thank you for allowing me to invite them and they, they are, uh, I have told you how that they really brought the gospel to me for the first time and, and uh, truly uh, all through my ministry they have been a mentor to me and uh, I can't tell you the numbers of times that Chris and Gene have encouraged us and, and helped us. But I also was brought to the realization of this this notable difference between Chris and I, and and that is the way that we perceive our our dad same same man uh, my My dad was much older than my mom, and um, he actually had four children with a with a former wife who one day he came home from work to, for, to have lunch because uh, the, the, their house was right by the school where he worked and uh, found her. She had passed and on, was on the floor. And their, their littlest one, Alice, was there in a high chair just watching the day go by. And, and uh, their, their oldest son uh, was uh, now nearing the age of joining the military. I mean, so there was a vast difference of ages there. And then my mom and dad met. My mom was at the same school, and it so on and so forth. They married and then had us four, and I in the best. <laughs> or, or at least the last. <laughs> um, of course, that's debatable. Uh, but so Chris and I, it was our same dad, but uh, dad in our, in our life and our days there in upstate New York, um, had a sister who was, they, they weren't married, but I'm going to say a significant other who was a millionaire, a Jewish man. And uh, they had bought a, a cabin right near where we live on Fish Creek. And um, in any case, uh, they asked us to take care of it. And so we would go there often and enjoy this cabin. And, and it was lovely. It was a three-bedroom, uh, one-bath uh, Cabin with a beautiful fireplace and all windows along the creek, and uh, it was really an, it was really a nice place but so then my dad bought a boat. My dad has always wanted to be a uh, one who had gotten and fish and uh, he probably has had boats before this, but I only in my lifetime, I only knew the Richardson boat that we had and it was thirty foot long and it was a cabin cruiser the old old fashioned ones that were wood and just had a Inboard 90 horsepower motor, so it would maybe do, you know, maybe 15 miles an hour, and uh, but it would sleep six, and we would we did a lot of things because the creek that we lived on went right out onto the onto the main uh, uh, canal that had all the locks in it that would go all the way across, and it would up and take us up to the St. Lawrence Seaway, and so it, you could get all over the states. My my dad took us to. The boat and camper show in New York City by boat that was that was like you know four hours by car, so it took us days. and um, we went to the World's Fair in Toronto, Canada by boat. so I mean we uh, and Daddy would take me out and uh, we would go out to Oneida lake, which was right there off the creek and um, we we had a slip right there where the cabin was and and so I just thought my dad was incredible. I mean, I would go out on a Friday night, we'd go out, he, just he and I, and, uh, because nobody else would go with him, (laughs) and we'd go out at, you know, late at night, out into the lake, and we'd hang lanterns over the side, and they would drop lines all the way down, you know, really deep lake, and there we'd catch pike, northern pike, and, um, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning to, uh, go and see how many fish we caught, (laughs) and, um, it was then that my father told me that if I drank coffee, it would stunt my growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my, my memory of my dad was very fond. I mean, I I mean, I saw and did so many neat things with him. But my, my brother, my brother was not the same because he and my older sister Debbie of us four, um, Lori and I, the youngest two, we didn't go. But they went out on a trip by boat and they went onto Lake Ontario, one of the Five Finger Lakes, uh, and and uh, they it was imperative they got across the lake. And they weren't going through the center of the lake; they were going to go kind of along the tip of it. And uh, and but but when they passed the lighthouse, there were small boat warnings up, and they they fly those, and that that's the warning the Coast Guard has that. That no small craft should be on the lake because Ontario is a big lake and it it, it has seas that are that are huge. Well, my dad, thinking that he was okay because he was going along the edge, that'll preach all by itself, uh, they went out, and the seas became so bad that that, that boat of ours, although only a 90-horse inboard boat, it could never keep. Could never with the winds and the waves could never keep the bow into the waves, and and so waters were cascading over the sides of the ship, and and my mom was so fearful for their life, They took the four of them and tied them all off by ropes to each other. That and they and they lost the dinghy, and they lost all the lawn chairs, and they lost uh, pots and pans out of the kitchen, and and the boat was swamping, and 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 it was perilous times. And my mom and my brother Chris were there, and they would never get back on that boat again. It's scared to live in out of them. All because they didn't take the honest warnings from the lighthouse. That's really what this is all about. Is the place where you place your strength and your knowledge of truth and the word of God in this very gospel itself how important it is in your life. I remember when I was 19 is when I came to, to the Lord. I had been going to a Methodist, you know, youth fellowship at nights and things because my my parents were Methodist, but but I didn't have a relationship with God. I just went for the kids, you know. But um but later was when my Chris, my brother Chris Erickson began to show me what Acts 238 said and and how important it was to get baptized in the only name of heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. And I, and I did it. And I'll remember, I'll remember coming out of that old horse trough. in that old back of the garage or the gas station. And, and, and never realizing it could be so so instrumental and so important in my life. I remember just a stupid kid. I was just 19. That I couldn't believe the difference when I came out of that water, what it did for me. But, oh, Brother Howard, I'm going to have him come and Lord willing try to come here and minister one of these days. Brother Howard was a, is a pharmacist, if you can imagine. <laughs> but he, he started the work in Albuquerque right as we uh, got connected there with, with receiving the Holy Ghost and all. And Brother Howard, uh, we were just in, a, in the office of a gas station is where we met, and uh, there were six of us. And uh, that's the way we started out. And, and we had an upright piano, and Brother Howard is a musician, and he'd get on that piano and start beating out the songs. And we had s- the same songs every week we, we played. And, but he would sing that as a special, I thank God for the White House. I owe my life to it. For If it wasn't for the White House, where would this ship be? It was this it was this impacting message to me and it meant so much to me because of maybe because of my boating episodes with my dad, I don't know, but but I saw and I realized how important that that nothing can should move the lighthouse of your life. That nothing should change the very things that are essential. That that your entire life will be built around it. And nothing can change the the very truths of God's word. And nothing can change the love of of the kingdom of God. And and nothing should ever weary and change your outlook of how important you are and, and what your purpose is in the kingdom of God. Whoa, my friend, we are built on some things that are bedrock today, uh, and some things that should never change, and and circumstances should never vary. The importance of the lighthouse. It was in our story that we read today that these these fishermen, who no doubt uh, knew that they were the top of their game and the greatest of their health, and, and, and the hour when they would be most productive and doing their profession of fishing. Along with that profession of knowing how to cast nets and how to mend them and how to bring in the, sh- the, the, the fish and how to use uh, and turn the bow, bow of the boat uh, so that they could best uh, bring in the harvest of fish from the netting and all those things. Uh, they also knew that they, they thought that they knew about the winds and the waves. They thought they knew about uh, uh, red sky and evening. It was okay, but red sky in the morning was another matter. They knew all of the, the, the traditions of what they could know about the weather, and they could look upon the clouds, and they, they could look at those things and know what the weather was going to be and what the winds were going to be and, and what would happen with our ship out there in the midst of the sea. But this day, as they got in that ship, uh, they they went out not to be fishermen, but they went out uh, with with the instruction from the Lord to to go across to the other side. And the Lord would would, uh, catch up with them a little bit later. It was there as seemingly Jesus went into that place of prayer that all of a sudden things began to change. And and the winds rose, and the seas grew tumulus, and they overcame And the very fishermen who should have been professionals and should have known what they were doing were now cast into the sea. and, And now they were in perilous place. And now they were fearful for their lives. What they needed was a rock. What they needed was a place of refuge. What they needed was direction. What they needed was instruction. What they needed was to know that the all-knowing God would be with them even in the midst of their season. I fear for this hour that we're living in, our world as we know it, people that are simply going through life, they may be building uh, their focus on what their ability is or who they know or or how much they love their special sport or, or, or you know, what their, uh, what their investment is and, and things that they like to do in their hobbies. But Oh, never realizing that the outcome of these things is that God allows there to be storms of life that come into our lives and there's nothing you can do about it. You're caught off guard. You're, you're not there. If you'd known, you would have never gone there the Lord allows these things and somehow we have to come to a a revelation that each of us here today must have an account of our high estimation of our great need of our desire to stand upon the rock. There are I heard the story of the battleship now, in the midst of the evening dawn and there, with a fog coming in over the waters, their perception, their ability to see was so poor that the captain of the ship sent out men that would go some up to the to the to the cat's claw there and, and some that would go out to the bow and some that would watch off to the uh, starboard and, and to the port sides of the ship and, and just uh, keep in communication with them because uh, uh, you just don't turn a battleship around in five minutes. It usually takes a long distance of time. And there, through the night, uh, a man in front called out uh, a light that was coming and penetrating through. And, and the captain of uh, the ship uh, called and, uh, and told his uh, men on the, on the radio to contact them and, and to warn them to take uh, and turn 10% off to the starboard so they would not collide with the battleship. Uh, because battleships don't turn around very easily. And, and so they sent the message out warning the USS uh, and named the ship and said, We are, we are uh, on this due course. Uh, you need to turn 10 degrees to the starboard or, or you will be hit. And the voice came back and said, No, you turn 10 degrees starboard. And this got... The the captain, and and he said, Send it back again and, and, and tell them we are the USS battleship and name the name and and, and 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 the back came the voice and said, I am the lighthouse. Some things we can't change. Some things today that are established. My friend, the word of the Lord was established so that you and I could trust some things in our perilous lives that we are living. It was a given to us that it wouldn't just be an admonishment or encouragement, but it would be factual things we could trust and stand upon, things that we could know are right and true, and we don't have to question today uh, if God is for us or, or if this thing is okay or not. As these professional fishermen found out that day, oh, what they needed to do is they needed to call upon the Lord because they were hopeless, because their hopelessness prevailed over them. There are things today that we can learn. Some things are God-given in your life today. Some things were meant for you to know that there is no higher power that could change this stance. There are some things in your life that are given to you that you don't have to question today and wonder if times or culture or or the hours or the years are going to change. They are factual and they are true and you can stand. They stand the test of time. There are some truths today that are the law of the lighthouse. I'm using that time, that text or that idea today that they never change and they never will turn you in the wrong direction. They're always there to navigate, to help you through the storm. Unfortunately, we never appreciate the light from the lighthouse until the fog is so dense that we can't see anything else, so thick that we can't see and navigate on our own skill and our own ability. But finally, there comes a light from the evening, a light that penetrates that fog, and we know once again there's a law of the lighthouse. I can trust it. In the midst of my storm. Thank God it will warn you of the potential danger of the rocks, but it also is a signal that just around the bend is the harbor and a place of safety from the storm. I wish I could ch- penetrate your life and your thinking today to realize how that every law of God that maybe in the past I looked at as negative or I guess I have to, they're going to make me, I have to do this and I have to do that, oh, I wish I could change your thinking and just realize today that every law, every principle God puts in place is not to hurt us, but it's to help us because we're nearing the harbor, we're nearing the place of safety, and God has everything under control there are some things that just need to shine today in the midst of your crisis number one you need to love God more than anything else you can measure that in your own life you can examine yourself and look at those things you can consider this today, is my new hobby, is my new toy, is my new situation, is the potential of more money, is that more important than who my God is in my life? Take time to view things from a child's perspective. Oh, sometimes we get on pretty big britches. We think pretty highly of ourselves when we shouldn't. What we need to do is realize my daddy has everything under control, and I can look from the perspective that I trusted my dad. Amen. Amen. One man said this. He said, make your major decisions in a cemetery. <laughs> in other words, be able to look at the long haul of this decision, not just what you think is right or maneuverable or logical or best for right now. No, we need to make some decisions in our life today and see them as life-establishing, life-transforming, These are decisions that we will make that will make me who I am tomorrow and the next day. When no one is watching, live as though someone is. Just the principles of God today to help us to realize that what I need to do is I need to be upright before the Lord at all times. We need to put our home first and everything else secondary. We need to put our relationships first and all the things and all the possessions and all the hopes and dreams and all the projections and all the graphs and analysis need to be secondary because nothing is more important than my relationship with you. We need to study to give God a chance to speak to us in the midst of the good times and the bad. It needs to be a habit where we are listening to the voice of God and not just going through the motions of sewing, of reading my Bible because I'm supposed to. Invest in God's kingdom, not only with your finance, but with your time and your talent. Invest in God's people. Do all that you can. To reach for God every day of your life. Not just the days that you go to church. I'm telling you today that we need the law the lighthouse to be. That stabilizing factor that changes everything. And never changes itself. Listen more than you speak. Hate only the things that God hates. And love the things that God loves. And realize that everything else isn't near as important as that. Treat people, even the ones you don't know, as possibly an angel unaware. Some might be. And others might become one. Invest in God's church today. One saying is that when you can't trace God's hand just simply believe his promises. It's that lighthouse today that stands. I have a few pictures in my office but I, uh, there's one or two I'd like to get still at the Bible bookstore I've seen where uh, I mean you can't even see land around the lighthouse and it's just massive wave <laughs> coming right behind it and and you know, it's just the power of that just thrills my heart to know that, that men and God speaking through men have placed key and important things in our lives just in the place where we're going to need it the most. Thank God for the leadership of your life. Thank God for your peers who also care about you. Thank God for the church that truly is the mainstay in the importance of all that we do and all that we are. It's the lighthouse. It's the place where we are trusting God even when things are not easy to trust. Trusting him even when our relationships are awry. Trusting him even when we lose our job or we have an accident or We have a diagnosis from a doctor of our health situation. Somehow God has placed this word, this truth, his love reaching for us in the midst of our storm. And there you can always trust that God will have the lighthouse available to you. Would you stand with me today? there are those today who are satisfied to say I know about God I know what I should do I think I know what's right in this situation but I think that the Lord is constantly because of his availability because of his particular placement in the midst of our storms of life he wants a greater message than that, that he wants to become our friend He wants to become that sure place. He wants to become that God in the midst of a young man's life that wants to give us clear direction. To be able to know the favor of God in the midst of our storm. Just a little meal, just a little oil. The famine is still raging. (coughs) The problems are still all around us. Israel is still in trouble, but God provides enough to sustain me and to keep me going because tomorrow things will change. Oh, God, I need a lifeline. I need today a Savior in the midst of my storm. And so the song simply says, so I thank God for the lighthouse Howard, if he was here, maybe I could get him to sing it when he comes someday. I don't know, it may not be impressive to anyone else, but to a young man who didn't know his future, I certainly didn't know what I should go to college for. I certainly had not lived up and been a very good student all my high school years. I didn't know what the future held. Oh, I thank God for a man of God. I thank God for the Word of God that He preached. I thank God for the lighthouse that He placed firmly in my life, that I could find that present help in time of trouble. We sing that.
1: He has
3: you'd step out of your pew this morning and just come down. Oh, I wonder if the Lord has spoken to your heart today. He's a sure rock. He's a firm foundation. A lighthouse is not a word that's in the Bible. But the principle is true today. It's a sure place. It's a rock of Gibraltar in the midst of my raging storm. It's a light that shines forth over the billowy wave when our ship is tossed, when all looks hopeless, when all is failing us, when all is falling short. Oh, there's a way into the harbor's port. There are calmer seas just ahead and that lighthouse shines it shows you how to go around the rocky shoal of danger and finally come into the place where the sea subsides. and the winds slow down, and you can see light of the harbor and you know that you've made it to safety once again. That's what God wants to be in your life today. No matter what your age is, no matter how deep the crisis is no matter how crazy your life is going right now I'm here to promise you the Lord is meant to be here in the midst of your thick and thin and to be a help to you my memories of my dad are much better because I think he learned a lesson that day about the lighthouse he learned that those flags aren't there, out there for fun. But they truly are the small craft warning. And we need to be careful. And we need to trust. For the lighthouse is a mission from God. It's a purpose to reach you in your weakest hour. At the time when you have no control. You know what you need to do today? You need to let, just lift up your hands and let the Spirit of the Lord begin to sweep over you. Just let God begin to talk to you today. Come on, let's go back to what Brother Foster taught us. We need to connect with God right now. We need to connect with the one that really makes a difference. You could say, oh, I've, I've heard better, and I know that you have. But I promise you the Lord of glory is in this place today. And I promise you, I cannot promise what this week is going to hold for you. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what crisis is going to come. But I want you to know for a fact that you can call upon him and he will direct your steps. You can trust him for he cares for you. That this whole thing is because he loves you. And therefore, he has made himself available for you today hallelujah. Would you do that right now? When everything is perfect, it's a great place to take pictures. It's a place where the artists go and paint the picture of the beautiful lighthouse. But oh, my friend, just around the corner, it becomes something so much more personal, so much closer to you, so much more important to you. Because it's there that you can find the answer the Lord of glory. Amen. Amen. best things of this life and you still are going to have storms we're here, the church is here because it's your friend the laws of God are not harmful but they protect you from this rocky shore and the place of danger so often when the world storming life is raging the first thing a yachtsman wants to do is come out, out of that condition so they make their way towards shore but the shoreline has so many problems all by itself if it wasn't for Paul's connection with God I don't know what the boatmen of that ship would have done in 22nd chapter of Acts. But I promise you this because Paul had the anchor, he had the Lord of glory with him. He could tell those men, it's okay, eat. I know the storm's raging, but eat. God's going to give you strength. Don't fear. God's already shown me no life is going to be taken. Yes, you're going to lose some things. Yes, we're going to lose the profitability of this voyage. Yeah, the ship's going to be probably decimated. But be of good cheer. The Lord is with us this night. And everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I thank God for the lighthouse. Let's sing this one more time. And I thank God for
1: the lighthouse. I owe my life to Him. Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin.
3: Has shone a light
1: around me so I can clearly see If it wasn't for the lighthouse Tell me where would this ship be?
3: Praise the Lord. Would you love the Lord right now? Just love Him today. He's a friend who sticketh closer than a brother. He is a God who is known as love. All that you know of every good, the warmth, the encouragement, the enjoyment of friendship. My God is all of that and more. And he loves you so much. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you richly today. Never let the important be the victim of the trivial. But keep the lighthouse foundations on the rock secure and sure. And realize that everything else has to move 10 degrees to starboard. Everything else in my life is not as sure as the lighthouse. That's why God gave us, the Bible says, immutable laws. They are the safeguard of the gospel. But they are the safeguard to you and I, that we can trust it no yes. matter what we're going through. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I'll be getting in touch with you concerning peanut brittle. Um, I will talk to Brother Witcher. And um, uh, if, if you all know of a date that would work for a garage sale, And you could talk to Sturikson, she is, um, that would be a great help to us to kind of know what would be best. And um, praise the Lord. We need to talk about Christmas before long. I'm hoping you all have banquets here. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Did did I say that correctly? (laughs) Yeah, food. I'm hoping you all do. And thank you so much for this kind gesture today of, Pastor Appreciation Month, I, I, I'm caught off guard, but thank you so much. And uh, it is a joy to be here with you all. I can't tell you what a thrill and a privilege it is for Elaine and I to be a pastor here. And we thank you so much for the opportunity. Of, and you keep coming back. You're, you're, um, uh, we're destined for good things. God can help us. Amen. God bless you.